Multi-factor authentication or two-factor authentication is a great way to protect your online account in case if your password is stolen. This methodology usually requires you to enter in your username and password, then a third input for a authentication code. And this authentication code is usually generated through your mobile device and application, which has a rolling code that expires every minute or so, or it can be a email generated code or even a SMS code. And today we're going to look at how we can create a multi-factor authentication within our own website. So we can have something like this where you can enter in a token once you have entered in your username and password. So our sample website will look something like this. When you go to log in, you'll be prompted to enter in your username, your password, and then your authentication code. And here I have selected a incorrect authentication code. So when we log in, despite having the correct username and password, it'll kick us out saying that the bad credentials were supplied. And the gem that we're going to be using today is called Active Model OTP, OTP standing for one-time password. And I really like this gem because of its simplicity. It has the basic functions of generating the code and then authorizing the code, then also providing a provisioning URI where you can then create a barcode from that URI to then scan with your mobile application. However, this gem doesn't really go into depth on how you can tie this into device or your other authentication schemes. And that's what we're going to be looking at today is taking this gem and being able to generate the code, send it to the user, verify it, and to provide the QR code so that it can be scanned with the mobile application. So to get started, if you haven't already become familiar with device for authentication, check out episode 45 as I go through a crash course on learning how to set up device within your application. However, today we'll be adding in the gem active model OTP and also the gem RQR code, which is the gem that will be used for generating the QR code. Be sure to run bundle and restart your Rails application. So within our routes file, we have our device for users, which is pretty standard. But then we are overriding the sessions controller with users sessions. And we're doing this so we can handle the one-time passwords. And then under our users resource, we have two different endpoints, one for enabling the multi-factor authentication, and then one for disabling the multi-factor authentication. And then within our user model, we have a has one time password helper method. And this is thanks to the active model OTP gem that will be used to generate the rolling token. Also have a one time password module for enabling and disabling the token. That way we can see the current state of the token and whether or not the user account has this enabled. And notice that I am calling prefix true on this, which will allow access to helper methods for OTP module disabled or OTP module enabled. And then we also have a attribute accessor for the one-time password code token. And this is simply gonna be used for enabling and disabling the verification of the tokens. And then also when the user logs in, we'll just pass in a form field with this name so that we can pass it over to the controller to verify the code is correct. So we can then create a migration to our user's table that will add in the OTP secret and the OTP module, which is an integer, set it to a default of zero, which our enum sets the zero to disabled. Within our device registrations edit view, we have a toggle for the enabling and disabling of the two-factor authentication. And keep in mind that when you want to enable this feature for a user, you want to make sure that they have verified that they have correctly enabled or enrolled their device 
to use the multi-factor authentication for this application. So for enabling two-factor authentication for the user, we'll pop up a model that will show the QR code and then also a verification input where they can scan in the code on their mobile device and then enter in the code that's presented on the mobile device into your Rails application. That way you know that this user has successfully authenticated their device with this QR code. So our model will look something like this where we're just setting the URL. So depending on if two-factor authentication is enabled or disabled, we want to set our correct path. And then we pass this path into our simple form URL. And if this feature is not enabled, then we'll display our QR code. And this is pretty much taken from the RQR codes documentation. We'll then have an input field for our OTP code token. And then of course we'll have a submit button. So once a user has chosen to enable two-factor authentication for your application, they will go through the normal process that we'll see in a minute, and then they'll make a post to verify that they have the correct one-time password code. And we'll check that the current user is equal to the add user, which the add user is set in the before action set user method. And then we have a helper method authenticate OTP on our current user, which is provided from the active model OTP. And we pass in our code that the user inputted. And then we also allow a drift of 60 seconds. And this is going to be a leniency that the user took a little bit of time to enter in the code. If the current user is the user, and if the code is correct, then we'll pass in the OTP module enabled, and we'll see in our sessions controller how this is a trigger to also verify the token entered. And likewise, for disabling the multi-factor authentication, we also check that the current user is a user, and then we also check that the code that they entered is correct, and if that is the case, then we will disable the code and then redirect the user. Otherwise, we'll redirect the user saying that it could not be disabled. So take note that our sessions controller is inheriting from the device sessions controller. And the only action that we really need to overwrite here is the create action. So authenticating your resource with the warden.authenticate, passing in the auth options, that is your standard device authentication. And then the continue sign in params down here, this private method is typically set in the create action of the device sessions controller. However, we're going to override this. So first we'll check if the user is found. We'll also check to see if the module is disabled. If it is, then we'll continue to sign in as we normally would. Otherwise, if they do have multi-factor authentication enabled, we'll then check to see that they have entered in a code. Otherwise, we will sign out the user and say that they must apply a token. Otherwise, if they have entered a code, we'll then check to make sure that the code is correct, and then we'll continue to sign in the user as we normally would. Otherwise, we would sign out the user, redirect them to the root URL, indicating that they have supplied a bad credential. So let's see this in action. When I go to edit the user account, I'll edit the two-factor. I'll then be presented with a barcode. I'll use my phone to scan the barcode and then I'll get a rolling code that I can then enter. Once I enter in the correct code, you'll see that two-factor authentication is now enabled. If I log out and then try to log back in without entering in a token, you'll see that I must apply a token. If I log in and I pass in a bad token, you'll see that bad credentials supplied. If I log in, but then give the correct token, 
It'll log me in successfully, and then I can navigate to my pages. We can then disable the multi-factor authentication by editing the user account and then go to disable two-factor. Notice the QR code is not presented because our account is already enabled. So typing in the correct code again, we can then update our account and now multi-factor authentication is disabled for this account. So available for both Android and iPhones, you have three different authentication methods that you can use. I played around with each one of them and they do work with this implementation that we've created. The first is Google Authenticator by Google and then also free OTP by Red Hat. And then another one is Authy by Authy. And if you decide to use two-factor authentication on your application, you may want to think about adding some other features like a recovery password or even a send to email code or even recovery passwords where they can enter in the recovery password to gain temporary access to the account so they can disable the two-factor authentication in the event that they lost their device. Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you for watching.